0: You're listening to the Shine to 5 Method with CJ. I'm your host, Kristen N. James, a.k.a. CJ, the creator of the Shine to 5 Method. What is that, you may be asking? It is a trusted system to help 9 to 5 women push past mediocrity so they can shine in their own businesses. So if you are juggling a 9 to 5 with a side business right now, then this is for you. Let's work together on breaking up with your employee mindset so you can be in the driver's seat of your life. So buckle up. It's going to be a fun, sometimes bumpy ride. But girl, I'll get you there. Joining me today is Jennifer Chapman, and she is a leadership coach. So you will want to listen to this episode because we are going to be talking about the secret to developing assertiveness and confidence. But before we get into the conversation, I want to give Jennifer a moment to shine and tell us more about yourself, anything that you'd like us to know. And thank you so much for being here with me today.
1: Oh, I, I am just so happy to talk with you, CJ. And I, my moment has shined. So I actually am celebrating 10 years of being self-employed. And I, I, we can talk about more about this in a little bit, okay. but I started my business on leap day of 2012. And I just am really proud of myself for hanging in there through the ups and the downs. And now I just, I love my job. I love being self-employed. I love feeling the impact that I'm having on people and making a difference. And then of course my own personal growth that has impacted my business and my family has just been amazing. So I love working with people, especially who are really task focused, who then that when you ask them what you don't you like about their job, it's usually people. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Right.
0: right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: so I work with the, with you to. Like, okay, let's deal with the people issues. Let's figure out how can we get the buy-in? How can we develop the confidence? How can you get over that imposter syndrome? Or how do you deal with that poor performer? Mm. Uh, Just the whole people side that can get so messy. And I'm, I'm just really practical and tactical not into like the woo-woo kind of coaching. And okay. I think my clients really appreciate that about me.
0: Okay. Okay. First of all, congrats on making it 10 years. That's a very, very big deal, right? So you went from employee to entrepreneur. And now you are a leadership coach. So I imagine your corporate experience you had there were the transferable skills or whatever you did in that corporate setting that kind of really set you up to be a leadership coach. So before we get, I have another question I want to ask you, but I want to <laughs> ask you first about sure. transferable skills, because it really is important when we are going from employee to entrepreneur. And I always like to stress the importance of leveraging your, your nine to five leveraging your, your corporate setting. So is that what kind of happened for you? Or did you just completely go out on your own and do something, something completely different? No, no.
1: So actually I'm, I'm so grateful. First of all, I am so grateful for the corporation that I left. And there, there are a lot of things I didn't like. But when I look back, there's no way I could be doing what I do hmm. now without the things I would have learned from them. And one thing that was so pivotal for me is I had previously just been in learning and development. I've always enjoyed teaching and training, and did it in a number of settings, and and also a lot of project management. And then when I went to a consulting firm, I was put on a project that was a leadership development project, and I was introduced to some coaches that my client had brought in. And I'm like, coaches? I thought about football, baseball, you know? <laughs> like,
0: right? Yeah.
1: We need coaches. And I got to work closely with two just amazing leadership coaches for about a year. And the more I worked with them and talked with them, the more I just started lighting up inside and feeling like for the first time in my life, this is what I want to be when I grow up. Okay. So then I looked into a coaching program and got into that program. And then I was able to use those coaching skills in some limited ways at the corporation doing client work. And it really helped me get some good experience under my belt. But I found myself wanting a lot more of that coaching and a lot less of the consulting. And then there were some other political things that were going on that that I I was kind of fed up with. And that's when I decided to go out on my own. But, you know, so transferable skills, for one, just having that subject matter expertise of coaching, and then all this background for doing consulting, working with challenging clients, how do you work with crazy circumstances? Like I was on a project one time that was a year-long contract to develop a nine-month coaching program for an, an organization And we didn't get the green light to start until six months in to this one year contract. And they're, but but they were like, but you still need to deliver a nine month program, but we still had to be done by the original contract end date. Like, how do you deliver a nine month program when we only have six months left? And, but you know, I I loved going through those experiences because now you can throw me into just about any situation. And I can think on my feet and I can make the impossible happen.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I imagine. I imagine. It sounds like it. So you, while you were in the corporate setting, you were introduced to coaching and leadership coaching. And the type of what I believe is the type of employee you are reveals the type of entrepreneur that you'll be. So when you discovered leadership coaching. Did it, did it just make sense as you kind of went through the training or being able to work with these, these other leadership coaches, did it just make sense for you Based on the type of employee that you already are, that this, you said, this is what I want to be when I grow up. Was it already kind of revealed to you that I could be, I will be a very good leadership coach because I'm a really good employee in in these areas?
1: Well, yes. And and, and I'm noticing, so I'm having some interesting reaction to the word employee, because on one hand, I was an employee at a large corporation. Mm. On another hand, I was a leader within that corporation. And one thing that I recognized that set me apart from a lot of other coaches that were even in my same cohort of my program was that I had real management experience. I had had my own poor performers. I've had my own star performers. I've had to hire people and I had to fire people. And sometimes... You just need to know what it's like to be in those shoes to be able to really relate to the clients that you're working with. So I appreciate both in that experience as employee and also as a leader. Okay. And then something else that I noticed about myself in my coaching program was that a lot of the coaches were more on the people side. Like I love people and I'm very warm and soft and supportive, especially a lot of the women and then there were also a lot of, you know, we could just talk and talk and talk and talk. And it's so good to talk and express. And and I, I have very good friends who are more that kind of a coach. But I thought that that doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm, I'm a let's get down to business. I have clients that we do 30 minute coaching sessions because that's all we need to like let 's talk about what 's going on let 's make an action plan, and then run on your own for a couple of weeks let 's come back and talk some more and that I just noticed that's really different from a lot of of other people. I think for your audience who's looking at okay, so what do I have to offer, what am I bringing? really take a moment to step back and think, what is my life experience? what are my strengths, and how might that be different from other people in this market because when you can when you can articulate what that is, then you create this niche for yourself. And if, you know, anybody listening right now who's like, Oh, I like the non no nonsense, I like the 30-minute coaching session. You're like, I want to work with Jen. There are other people listening who are like, uh, I'm more of a type B personality. <laughs> and i am like somebody a little bit more laid back, and Jen's kind of stressing me out right now. <laughs> and and that's the beauty of it, right? Is that there's a coach for everyone. And you as an entrepreneur, some people aren't going to jive with you. That's okay. You be you and you're going to attract the people who want that in their lives.
0: Right, right. So segue into a really good question is how does coaching help leaders become more effective? We we're talking about developing assertiveness and confidence. And these are really, really key, key qualities, especially as an entrepreneur. So how does coaching help with all of that?
1: Absolutely. So one thing I love about coaching and the reason why I kind of defected to coaching from being more of a trainer is you can have this awesome workshop. And and I bet if you think about it, you've gone to some really good trainings or workshops, conferences in your life that you walked out of there and like, that was awesome. And I feel motivated. And then Monday comes along back in the office and it all just goes out the window because you're just so focused on getting tasks completed. You don't have the time to think about those big picture strategies and how am I showing up right now? And, you know, like, you just are diving in. And one thing I love about coaching is that you get times carved out in the midst of all your crazy to, to be able to think high level, to be able to get in touch with you about how do I feel about myself as a leader right now, or as an entrepreneur. And then when you work with a coach, You come up with some kind of a plan or a homework assignment or a challenge, whatever you want to call it. And then you come back. I Most coaches recommend you meet every two to three weeks. So you get this nice momentum and accountability. So then you're checking back in. And for example, I was working with an entrepreneur a couple of years ago who had this other person on her team who just really resented her. And it was a, it was becoming like a power struggle, which sounds kind of funny. And she didn't know what to do with this guy because he, from a subject matter expertise, was brilliant. Okay. But, but more and more, she's felt threatened that he was taking that confidence away from her and she didn't know what to do about it. Okay. And so I would give her, we would talk about different tips and tools for her to try to manage this guy. And even more important, getting herself centered so that she, like her confidence was intact, regardless of what anybody else did. Mm-hmm. And, but what was so cool was that she could come back in a week or two weeks and say, okay, this worked awesome. Or she could come back and say, okay, I tried this and it totally backfired, but she wasn't left hanging. She could keep coming back and saying, okay, Here's what I've tried. This is what I learned from it. Now what? And it, it's just so great to have somebody that's partnered with you, committed to you, who wants you to succeed. And even me as a coach, I always have a coach. Oh, gosh. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I changed my coach. So I would say every year I start working with somebody different and. I like I can't imagine my life without having that influence in my life.
0: Yeah, yeah. Speaking as a, as a fellow coach, but I am more of the the type B. I guess you can say the laid back, checking in with how you're feeling so we can get the right kind of strategy and accountability. But when you mentioned accountability, my face just like I lit up because that's really what it's about with coaching and if if the if the client is committed to getting results, right? So hiring a coach, working with a coach, and you know that you're going, you want to go from point A to B to C to uh, how many ever steps you need to go to. And then being able to have that accountability is very, very key. So for someone who is, they feel like they aren't, they need to work on improving their, being assertive. Because their role right now in in their nine to five, their employee setting, the corporate setting, They might be on part of a team. They might, or they might, whatever their, their responsibilities are, they don't necessarily need to be assertive. And they've gotten very comfortable with that, with that idea. But now they want to step out of it. They want to push past this comfort, push past this conditioning. Maybe they want to start their own job, right? Maybe their own, their own business, right? They want to become an entrepreneur. How do they really start to open themselves up to being more assertive as an employee to then translate that into, to entrepreneurship?
1: Yes. So one key thing that will make all the difference between being aggressive or being overlooked or being on the other end and aggressive, especially Mm -hmm. as women, I, you know, a lot of times you hear women critiqued if they've got a strong personality. Oh yeah. Right? And oh that I was like, oh yeah. (laughs) But what I would recommend is that you've gotta have that inner confidence. And even men or women, when you see a leader that's overly aggressive, who might belittle people to put themselves up, that all stems from a lack of confidence. Every time there's something inside of them that feels like they have to build themselves up by putting other people down and don't fall into that trap. And so for you, whether it's in your position right now or the position you want to have, you've really got to look inward and be like, okay, so what is it that I'm good at? Where do I shine? Do I know my stuff? Am I qualified to do this job that I have or that I want to have? What experience do I have? What knowledge do I have? Why might people seek me out as an expert? And when you can really authentically answer those questions and feel good about who you are and what you have to offer, then it's so much easier to be assertive. Because then when you're talking to people about whether it's a product that you're selling or a service that you're offering, if you truly see yourself as, hey, I've got something for you, and then it's not like I'm trying to sell you something. It's I genuinely passionately believe about with something about this. And I really think I can help you in what a shift that is. People are much more attracted to that confidence and that let me help you attitude rather than feel like you're pushing something on them and you're like, Oh, I hate being so pushy.
0: Well then don't be pushy. You don't yeah. Don't be pushy. Nobody's is saying it. And then a lot of people that their sales style is they aren't salesy. Right there. It's really about building the relationships and they feel like when they hear the word sales, they feel like they need to come across as, as aggressive and, and even hearing the word assertive, they might be interchanging that with being aggressive. So it's really important to be able to stress that that's not what it's, it's it really is about. So with building your confidence and cause a lot of the listeners are in a nine to five setting and they feel stuck. And they feel and that, of course, they they feel like they don't have control of their time and they really want to do more and they really want to push past this conditioning. But they're left in this with this mindset of like, well, I only know how to be in a nine to five setting. I only know how to to have a, a steady paycheck and I need the stability of a nine to five. I can't do anything in this uncertain time. It's all mindset stuff right? So in shifting your mindset to be more confident, to be able to say, I am going to make the time, I am going to do this thing. What is something that you feel like someone who feels stuck right now needs to be able to keep in mind to build that confidence, that muscle of confidence? Mm
1: -hmm. Well, let me take you back in time. So I, I was at this large consulting firm. I my average was working sixty hour weeks because I had to get like forty billable hours in. And then on top of that, I led proposals to get additional work. I had teams that I managed and I was in charge of their care and feeding and writing the performance appraisals and making sure that they were getting development opportunities and you know, it was just like all this other stuff. Stuff, yeah. And And I worked in Washington DC and all my friends worked 70, 80 hour work weeks. And so it just was normal. And I, in the midst of all the crazy, I decide, Hey, I'm going to go to a coaching program. And my, this particular coaching program was one where you had to go in person for three concentrated, accelerated days where like literally you wake up early. And you just go, 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 go. And then in the evening, you often had homework. You got maybe six hours of sleep. And then the next morning, you're doing this again. And I'm an extrovert. I derive energy from being around people. And I would come home each day of this program exhausted. I can't even imagine what the introverts felt like. So, (laughs) So I'm in the midst of this program. And it used to be like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, that I'd be in class. And it was a Tuesday. And I got asked by one of my senior leaders, two levels above me to lead a proposal team. And the work was to begin immediately that, that same day, that Tuesday. And the proposal was due the following Monday. And I remember looking at my calendar. And of course, this is a culture where you don't say no. You can't say no. Right. Yeah. That's that's what I was, that's the story that I told myself that was reinforced by the people around me. So I'm looking at my calendar going, okay, so even if I pull an all-nighter tonight, I got class in the morning and then I'm not going to be available. And and like I was so torn and I was just trying to figure out how can I possibly make this work? And I came to the conclusion there just was no way. There was no way. And I wasn't even thinking about how it was going to impact my time in this program. I was thinking like from a serving my, my business. I was not, I was going to let him down. So I said, I am so sorry, but I am not able to lead this proposal. I'm in school the next three days. I know somebody who's never led a proposal, but I bet if I mentored her from behind the scenes, she could do this. And I felt great, right? I came up with a solution and then, you know, I did what I committed to do. Fast forward six months. I have, it's performance appraisal time. And guess what? Uh I got dinged. I got a lower rating on my review and it said in there that I did not always support like the organization and that I had put my own needs first. And I don't remember. It was like a sent a really long sentence of how I was a bad girl. (laughs) And I was so pissed and, you know, stages of grief, you know, and I'm like anger and then depressed. I'm all over the place, right? And I found myself second guess. I, I was second guessing myself. And if I could go back, would I have done that differently? And, you know, I just kept spinning. And then finally I thought, wait a second, what is my goal? What is it that I really want? I really want to be a coach. Mm-hmm. i That's what I wanted. I mean, so what was more important to me to become a coach or to get the highest rating I can get on my in my current role? And when I thought about it that way, it was like this epiphany of I would pick the same exact thing again because that is what was most important to me. And, you know, so I got a slightly lower rating. Does anybody in this audience care what my rating was from that position in 2008? No. Do my clients ask me, have you ever gotten a negative performance review? You know, no, nobody cares. But you all care about my credentials. You care that I completed an awesome coaching program. And I would say for those of you who are are feeling stuck and are in that nine to five position and wondering, are you ever going to get your dream You've got to just get clear on what it is that you want and embrace the things that are taking you closer to that and be okay with disappointing and, and saying no to those things that are keeping you back from that. Mm -hmm. You know, and if you're like, Oh, I just don't have time for a side hustle right Right. now. Yeah. Or I wish I had more time. Make the time. Maybe you're working 10 hour days. I was just talking to a client today about this. She's like, I put in 10 hours a day and she's feeling super unappreciated. She's been passed over for promotion and she's like, maybe I should just start working eight hour days. And I'm like, why aren't you working eight? Like, Why would you continue investing into something that you're not getting anything back? And I'm not saying like, go crazy and get yourself fired. I'm just saying if you're... If you're not happy doing what you're doing and you want to invest more time and energy into your next thing, then do the minimum. Do the eight-hour days. Say no. It's really
0: oh, my fun. gosh. <laughs> boundaries. We, we forget that boundaries are very much necessary in that setting as well. You have to know when to say no because especially if you're not feeling appreciated. Especially if you know you're not feeling appreciated and they'll, they'll just continue to take advantage of you. But yes, you have to be able to make the time. It's not about, I don't have the time. We just, it's whatever you are committed to. And if you really want it to happen, you will make the time. So that's why I'm like, yes, yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And I will say as an entrepreneur, it's really
1: scary when you start out. And I think sometimes, well, I know I felt like I had to work all the time because I had to hustle. I had to get my business off the ground. I only had X number of dollars in savings that was only going to see me through this long. And I worked and worked and worked and worked. And my siblings would tease me and say, I thought you started your own business so you would have more freedom. So why are you working on holidays and why are you working at 11 o'clock at night on a Friday night? And I was like, oh my gosh, you're so right. And to give myself that permission, and now as a coach, I so I'm a mom of a blended family. I've got three teen and tween stepchildren Mm -hmm. that go back and forth, and then I've got two bio kids. And one boundary I have set since becoming a biological mom is I... 100% want to be present when my kids get home from school. And when I say present, I don't just mean physically in the home. I mean, I want to be right there saying, how was your day? And listening to the good and the bad and the ugly. And so I stop work at 3.30, period. Mm. And I have had some people who've been interested in working with me who say, well, I'm I'm only available in the evenings because I don't have time during the day. And I've said, oh, I'm really sorry to hear that. Let me give you the names of a couple of other great coaches. Right. I have that clear boundary. And again, the people who really want to work with me, they make, they make it work. They make it happen. And the people who are like, well, I want to coach. Maybe it's Jen. Maybe it's not. I can help them find somebody else. Absolutely. But as an entrepreneur, you get clear about your boundaries. You get clear about who are the clients you want to work with? Who are the clients you don't want to work with? And and then stick to that. Yes. And don't worry that, oh, I'm going to tank my business. Absolutely not. I have actually, as I've gotten tighter and, and wor- I'm working fewer hours now than I've ever worked before, and I'm making more money and have more business, I'm, it, I'm just more successful now than I ever have been.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because you you need to have those clear boundaries. And it really is about time and being able being in control of your time this is this is the whole the main reason why we become entrepreneurs and so having yeah. those boundaries and that non-negotiable and being very clear and being able to commit communicate that with your clients and your customers they as you said if they want to work with you if they want to purchase from you they will make it work if it's something that is really really important to them so I am completely in incom- I, I agree with everything agreement with you on everything so do you have any tips? to any, for anyone who wants to work on improving themselves. They're, they're feeling stuck. They don't want to, they want to work on their confidence. They want to work on being more assertive because they are going to be an entrepreneur.
1: Yes. I would say my number one tip is for you to just get whatever notebook, piece of paper, sit down at your computer and I want you to write down a list of times where you were a superstar. Like, the, what are your proudest moments? What were those projects that you were like, "I was awesome in this," or "I had an impact"? And and actually, it could be anything. It doesn't have to just be work stuff. It could be your volunteer work, or you know, being involved in the community sports programs, or whatever it might be, or church groups. And look at what are those shining moments that where you felt like I am myself and I got to shine and deliver that sunshine to these other people. Mm -hmm. And I think I feel like sometimes when we're we're so focused on the present and and then we start comparing ourselves to others and boy, those insecurities creep in so fast. But then if you've got this document, you can go back to and be like, hey, I'm pretty dang amazing, you know? (laughs) it it's just a nice way to bolster that confidence and just just go back and remember like yeah i do good work yes i have impact on other people and and just you know by your own memories your own experiences having data That's going to back that up. And for any of you who are job interviewing, I highly recommend doing that before a job interview too, so that you can walk in there and be like, I know my stuff Mm. because I have this list. Now, you're not going to show them that list, but you know that list of things that make you just really confident in who you are and what you have to offer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And is there anything that, any quick way that anything that somebody that wants to learn more from you or about you, that they, I want to connect with you to get more of these tips that you have ready for them?
1: I do. Yes. So I would love for people to text me at 411-321. If you text the word ACCELERATE, A-C-C-E-L-E-R-A-T-E, I will send you a leadership tool that I have that Will work whether you're trying to be better in your current role or something that you can use to help you, you know, kickstart your road to entrepreneurship. And it's a resource where I, I find a, people are oh, a lot of times trying to better themselves and reading books and articles and talking to people and listening to podcasts like this awesome podcast that you offer. And the thing is, if I were to ask you about You know, five podcasts ago, CJ, you know, what was your topic? And we did a little quiz with your audience. My guess is they wouldn't do so great because we listen, we're excited, but then we move on to the next thing. And when you don't take time to really implement it and think about it, then it just doesn't get stored in your long-term memory. Mm -hmm. So I have this tool that will help you just really dive in and just tips and tricks and tools for you know, getting something out of this podcast that's going to be life-changing or that workshop that you're going to go to next week or this mentor that you're going to talk to tomorrow, whatever it might be, just different strategies to make it yours and yeah. not just a nice thing that I remember that happened a
0: couple months ago. Right, right. Exactly. Exactly. So then a nice little quick tool for at their fingertips i love that i love that and before i let you go i wanted to ask you you there were quite a few nuggets and tips but do you have a nugget to leave the listeners today to leave with our women who are in that corporate setting and they're working on being more confident they're working on being more assertive they're working on being a leader so that they can show up and really show out in their in their own business
1: Yes, actually, I'm going to share something that a friend of mine shared with me earlier this week that I'm starting to do myself, and I'm super excited about it. So this is my friend, Craig Colt, who's also a fantastic coach, CULP if you want to Google him, and he has this mantra that he uses to start his day, and it's three the start of three sentences, and then it's that every morning you state these three statements and the first one is i will focus on mm-hmm. that 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 so what's one thing you're going to focus on that day the second one is i am grateful for yeah so what's something that day you're grateful for and the third thing is i will let go of what's something you're willing to let go of and especially as women you know what i'm talking about you know and it's hard and especially we tend to beat ourselves up over things that happened the day before, or the week before, or whatever. And so, you know, what are you willing to let go of to really shine? So again, it's, I will focus on, I am grateful for, and I will let go of. And I'm finding that as I'm doing this in the morning before I just get lost in my work, that it's helping me to center, remember what's most important, and I'm loving it.
0: Awesome! I love that too. I loved it, and it's and especially in the morning to really start your day and set the tone for your day. So it's it really is a good tip for for everyone not just the women who are listening, right? So thank you very much for being here with me today and sharing your knowledge and your wisdom and your experience and your expertise made for a really, really great conversation. And I wish you 10 plus 10 plus 10 plus 10 plus 10 more more years in your business, all of the success. Thank you for being here with me today. Thanks, CJ. it for now. Question: What was your biggest takeaway? I'd love for you to share your thoughts in a review, and better yet, share this with a friend that you believe needs to hear this. If you are ready to make your side biz your main gig, which means taking center stage so you can shine in your business, I invite you to connect with me. My website is KristenNJames.com or you can find me on any social media platform at Kristen and James. Take care until next time, and as I always say, have a sparkling day.